episode 12 of the Gansfeld Files. So, what you're about to hear is my guest Samu going into the Gansfeld experiment for uh, one hour. So, you will hear that audio. Um, it will be cut for a time because there's gaps in between, but you will hear his full session. And then right after that, we're going to do a uh, debrief on the show. So here it is. All right. <clears throat> Into the abyss. It seems that I've been passing through a very dense fog. And I have the sensation, perhaps, of moving between pillars or naked trees, either, no, indeed, it's moving down from what seems to have been a large remove, great distance, and periodically to a a much larger downward moving blanketing darkness on the right side that almost feels as though it's like a, a vast hand kind of leading or stroking the side of my eye and kind of pulling it downwards, guiding it downwards, better to say. And after that, for a time, there was an almost inversion of color and seemed to be this very springy matrix of dark blue with small bubbles of orange and red in the center. And then through that was the quite clear, uh, well, forceful, um, and powerfully framed, if not entirely distinct, sensation of some kind of head, um, no sense of a body facing to the left, the opposite way from which that caressing darkness was witnessed and it is present and then turns to the left gazing in this direction kind of pulsing a bit hard to say whether it appears more human or leonine or some other kind of primate if not human and And it vanished. It was only after that that I began to say anything at all. Now I feel more static, not as though I am moving, perhaps having arrived on the inside of 
some space viewing chamber or um, almost like looking out of a window from inside of a building that I may have been outside before looking down again like a, a the passage of a tempestuous river passing in the opposite direction looking or flowing rather away from the direction the face was gazing towards now it feels as though it's quite suddenly gone and in its place maybe a dried sand a riverbed desiccated trying to make sense of this now it's an offset angled tapering rectangle dark at the top but becoming pulsing and indistinct towards the bottom and it returns and then vanishes and each time it returns there is this growing half moons or domes that sprout out from below like some geometrically regular um not exactly a mushroom cloud but it has a sense of growing spore-like from the base of this this pillar but that too itself disappears from the base up and then seems to fly or flap or float away almost like a an umbrella being carried by the wind or a large jellyfish flapping itself up and to somewhere that I can't see far above perhaps rising from a seabed where these growing shapes at the bottom have been deployed all quite difficult to make out though After that, I rather suddenly became more aware of a a discomforting sensation in my left shoulder and raised that left arm and almost immediately what had been nothing started to take new shapes and colors shapes more that multifaceted pulsing kind of ground floor merged towards some kind of centralized mass almost like a broader more insistent version of what 
had perhaps planted it there and started to move upwards slowly in waves taking over my vision from the bottom to the top and then lifting and again almost seeming to flap or, f or push itself away up and out of sight now a very fleeting repeated impressions somewhat in the center of this field of view that seem to, to indicate or be the last glimpse of a tale of something that is just disappearing from out of sight down into some open space it seems to be very large difficult to gauge the scale but impressions are of it being quite fast and observing this from far away the face is back And it seems that that which I thought and could still have been that tail disappearing was now also the top of the spine leading to the the atlas and the base of the skull of this this form which is still in the same perspective gazing to the left at first and seeing the darker outline of that spinal column and slowly turning to face and then disappearing it seemed for a moment that perhaps the image was trying to draw a number looks like either a one or seven it's gone there was nothing for some time but now trying to it's almost as if that face is back and not turning anymore from a sidewards gaze but rather facing directly yet as I look around from one static point here it's as if I'm able to roll the face side to side with a hand as if I were holding it by the chin and almost as if it's waiting to 
something to be recognized, not making any visible expression. It almost seems to be, in fact, two faces that might at times merge into one, each the same and conjoined just behind the ear and then rotating into sameness or peeling apart depending on how I look or tilt my own head. Now, something reminiscent of that spinal column, that, that disappearing tail that one or the seven is back watching something from the side facing the same direction that the initial face was gazing towards but this although it's very blurry it seems to be in constant repetition a figure bipedal moving from a position on the ground crouched or bent over hands and knees seen from the side slowly standing and bending standing hunched over first and then from the hips bending up to a standing position and fully erect just almost a a montage a sequence of this happening repeatedly from different points in the process but slowly zooming in as it were oh, it's not actually a visual experience it's more just an impression closer and closer to its shoulders and above and always this notion of the head being raised from a a downward looking position either deliberately bowing or just looking at the floor or below it to looking upright straight ahead perhaps even up slightly for a moment it seemed as though there was a second form it could be a wall something also vertical and dark that this form was standing adjacent to but that disappeared and almost immediately it for a moment seemed as though I heard a very deep bass drum kind of on the coming from the base of my neck and then 
the white noise changed somehow. It seemed like there was perceiving a another jet in the center of the two sides that was adjusting its frequency and of sliding up and down almost as if when we're dialing through static or tightening the nozzle on a stream of air or vacuum and then after some time those two forms returned somewhat but seemed to be less humanoid now and more the return of those possible letters the seven somehow bending more into a right angle and possibly what had been the one next to it with its base at the crosshatch stretching out to meet the base of the seven and as if the two of them are trying to form a cube a square, not a cube but can't I'm not currently perceiving much of anything that has not already been shown but rather I've been pondering on the it's almost as if things are going backwards actually pondering on the notion of the duration of time spent in observation and that to designate a specific amount of time is arbitrary or at, at best perhaps even counterproductive and that it continues to put this impression of our time on an experience almost now that box is coming back that can't be formed uh, perhaps attempting to create a box when there is no box or define the limits of something that does not know or does not have limits there was nothing for quite some time and now the face is back but I cannot move it the way that I did perspective is fixed beneath it but very close looking up into its face from a very sharp angle below and I had the distinct impression that this is the form that I saw standing and then looking up as it is doing now and I am now below it
I don't know what it is watching, but it is not moving. I get the impression that it will be there forever. This entire time has been with eyes open, but I've just closed them now. And it could be quite fanciful, but it almost as if I'm looking now into whatever angle that this sentinel character of sorts had been looking towards. Uh, dark purple sort of sable ermine colored sky with clouds moving simultaneously in opposite directions and through it emerging at first there were uh, the almost zooming in towards my view the images of certain large, um, almost romanticized portraiture renderings of predatory animals like an a leopard, lion, but also falcon, an owl, a wolf. That was strange. Um, resettling in the chair and sort of saw but didn't at the same time just had this impression of a very uh, very vivid image of uh, again looking up, but not quite something so large as it was before, and very vivid, and uh, all in flesh tones and blues, uh, one at a time, um, bodies. And that were hugely muscled, um, hard to tell if it were entirely humanoid since the where the, the head would be was kind of engulfed in these um, these cables and uh, tubes and wires, a helmet of sorts, and as were the ends of its arms. I could not quite see if they were fused or able to be withdrawn. And these appendages, or rather fixtures, all shot up and away into walls and a ceiling that was at once seeming to be irregular and almost hewn from 
a rock or a, the, a deep cavern, but at the same time, all the walls and all the surfaces were consisting of a framework, almost like a, a skeleton without muscles, covered with small green and pale blue spheres rather electrical but kind of radiating or um, very blue end of the ultraviolet spectrum and seemed to have some very organic component to it despite what appeared to have been a very technological technological apparatus. For some reason I have the impression that the, the, the creature's head would not have been that of human but more like a minotaur. I would estimate its size to be about 20 feet tall. But it has been gone for some time now, and this has all been attempting to reconstruct it. Eyes have remained closed throughout this entire process since first mentioning it. That searing central noise is back. It first sounded as if it were. Uh, the shaking of steel sheets uh, and then the lighting of a fuse and now is pulsing with a surprising intensity it feels like it's been coming closer but then stopped or retreated back, gone almost as if it's the could be exhales almost sounds like, like growling or barking or some very highly distorted roaring Faded somewhat. It feels like dusk. Impression is that there seems to be a, a resonating or glowing pyramid triangle from bottom center vision, kind of flashing white and black, and then again that kind of dusky purple. Far off in a distance, somewhat covered with fog. I have the feeling that this is the outside of whatever it was that I had been looking up from within. And there was a, a flash of almost like a Ferris wheel um, juxtaposed on top of that, spinning as if to kind of indicate that. There were many such 
inhabitants attached to whatever that infrastructure was. That was an hour. That was an hour. Alright, now we're rolling. This is episode 12? 12? Yeah? Okay. Um, welcome back to the Genswell Files. Uh, Samu has just done an hour-long session uh, with Kevin um, assisting him. And I wasn't there for it, so Samu... Um, First thoughts, let's say, first impressions. Let me get with that. Uh, Start with that. Well, I guess what I should have really asked before this was, I suppose we did touch on this a bit when the last um, dive into the psychosphere was done, but is an hour anywhere even close to normal? Does that just track at all with what people typically do? What people but but how did you the majority of people that have done this are sitting at this table with you oh so. fantastic yeah. uh so how, how did you settle on 15 minutes being the time frame that was kind of the standard move that that was uh established a while ago um because john kind of went off into the deep end a little too much mm. and that was he, he i think he did like a 20 or 25 minute session um so that's when i decided i was like all right it's going to be 15 from now on so that someone doesn't go so far out that they like lose themselves or something like that that's what i was kind of afraid of so that's why we broke it down to 15 minute sessions um and we felt like from then on it was it was enough um the last time you were on uh samu i think it was i believe episode eight uh or seven one of those. Um, you said that 15 minutes wasn't enough to really absorb yeah. what was going on. I think you, you were trying to, you, you wanted to figure it out. There was a desire to figure out what. Get into character. Sort of speak. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and like, I'll agree. Like it, it, sometimes it's like five or 10 minutes. The first five or 10 minutes are just trying to figure it out, trying mm-hmm. to settle into it. Mm-hmm. So um, that's, to answer your question, yeah, that's why we broke it down mm-hmm. to 15-minute increments. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, uh, very writ large, I would say that an hour was more effective. I don't know that I would always recommend it. Uh, mm-hmm. Wouldn't say that it was always like, physically comfortable just to have this bit strapped to your face this entire time. And, right. Uh, and um, kind of where one tends to wander um, internally. I'm sure that if there were more substances involved, perhaps that might um, accelerate the experience. That might have also made it seem less viable to go for an entire hour. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did use, and Kevin having been sort of the arbiter of this experience, um, having, as for those who are listening, uh, taped this in a separate room um, with Kevin taking some notes and then also lighting some little herbal things uh, yeah, at different times. Yeah. Um, and being more removed from all the trappings of the equipment that we'd be doing the podcast around or with. Right. Um, yeah, I, I would do it again. Um, 
but it, I would I would describe hour-long dives as um, like cookies. They're sometimes food, uh, not not something that you want to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess you yeah. The let's snack uh, the yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Um, let's um, scoot on over to Kevin here and say and ask him what what's your first impressions of that. Um, bring the uh, mic a little closer. Sure. Yeah. I was, uh, for about the first five or six minutes, I was worried I was going to be sitting there for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and Samu and I just in solemn silence, which I'm sure would have been a lovely time. Either way, he was wearing the uh, stuff or not. Um, it was, I, for some reason, I was just listening to him. And fantastic vocabulary, by the way. Mm, um, nice. And then about 20 minutes in, I was like, oh, this is actually some very fascinating stuff. I need to start writing all of this down. And mm. It was, it went by very quickly. Yeah. Like, I honestly, my worry was, I'm, all right, I'm sitting in a room with a guy in a chair who's just going to be talking, and now <laughs> I have an hour that will feel like 10. But yeah, I looked down, and I was like, oh, it's been 20 minutes. Oh, I should start writing all this down. Right. And then, as t- and it was fascinating. I didn't keep exact pinpoints of moments, but there's very clearly stuff in, like, cyclically every five-ish minutes he would say talk for two minutes pause right talk for two minutes mm-hmm. pause and it was very vivid imagery that was also cyclical where it sort of stuff returned left returned and left it was actually it was fascinating to watch for an hour wow yeah it almost seemed like there were light motifs things that would um make their initial presence and then cycle back either in playing forward or playing back in reverse um, much more, um, like the man who constantly was getting up. Yes. Uh, he just was getting up for, he was really, he, he did a good job. He did a very I good job. I used the correct phrasing up. on that one. <laughs> 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 um, uh, the man who was erecting himself. The, um, uh, it, it felt, at least compared to last time, last time felt quite sensory and kind of flowing freeform, um, this felt much more serialized. There were different movements, different passages or sort of chapters to an experience mm-hmm. that um, I don't think would have been even remotely possible were it undertaken in a shorter time frame. Since, as he mentioned, I, I f- couldn't immediately guess, and this is where his timestamps will come in handy, how long it was before I had said anything at all, but it felt like at least... Two or three minutes. Right. I would say probably closer to five to was it? five to six minutes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then as I exited, uh, I it also didn't feel as though it had been fully an hour. I told mm. him that I would have guessed it was maybe thirty six minutes. Total, total session, thirty six that, minutes. That's what you felt. Uh, yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And that uh, for what I thought was approximately the first half, uh, kept eyes open on the not as highly dialed up red setting but since i've been staring at bright red lights for an entire hour mm-hmm. i could be problematic um thought that was about halfway through but according to his notes i was only really the last 20 minutes where eyes were closed mm-hmm. and uh that's where um that's where things got a little stranger wow. <laughs> it was for okay sure. awesome <laughs> <laughs> Well, Kevin said it was awesome. <laughs> if um, what he's describing was what he was sawing, I was there was a part of me that was like so jealous. Uh, I was trying to visualize it in my brain because it yeah. sounded so cool. 
So um, our long session, you said, is you know like a cookie, a sometimes food. So mm-hmm. uh, hour long, you'd say only do it sometimes. I mean, unless you really want to go hard and get super mentally ripped, and I guess you know it's yeah. just considered like the ultra max out session every time. But maybe there's something to be said for some variability. Little dip your toes and have a quick little tool around the pond, and then another time do a bit deeper spelunking. Yeah, I don't know. I'm no expert at this, obviously. So do you do you think that it was obviously different from your 15 minute session back in uh, the other episode? Um, so this was a little, this was deeper. It was more visceral. It was more intense this time around or was it the same? Oh, certainly, certainly more, more intense. And yeah. there are different, um, senses that were sparked too. So mm-hmm. previously it felt, like I said, a lot more sensorial color and so forth, but there were definitely definite, um, physical cues this time around. Right. Um, and then sonically, um, that was the part that was hardest to describe because I didn't want to speak over it. Um, but that was the part that was most um, concerning, I guess I would say. Wow. So I need okay. to inquire how um, your your white noise program, mm-hmm. how static of white noise is that? So it is a, it is a small little uh, AM FM radio. So what it is, is it's just tuned to a station that is blank. So it's just picking up uh, static only. Um, so with that, you might get some some radio interference. You might mm. get like a, a radio show or music or something like that. Um, it's not an exact science. I just I just prefer that one to a white noise app. But doing an hour long session, a white noise app might be better. But there is a chance that you could have picked up on some some radio show or something. It didn't feel like that, but I guess I'm no? sort of jump, jumping the shark. Oh. Uh, it was, <laughs> that was sort of later on. I can Ooh. absolutely say, since it was loud enough in his headphones, there was never any change from the static. Wow. It was the static for the hour. What? Okay. Uh, definitely was not. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I know. I can assure oh. you. <laughs> you told me. Shit. I did tell you. Oh, my yeah. God. Okay. Um, I guess, like, uh, yeah, I'll let. Uh, Kevin and Samu describe um, what exactly they saw. So um, before before we get into that, um, I'll just explain. Samu just did an hour long session in the Gansfeld. It was a ping pong ball over his eyes. There was a red light over that, and you were also listening to white noise with noise canceling headphones um, that was tuned to a AM FM radio station that was just just static. Um, so yeah, let's let's get into the meat of this i'm excited because i wasn't there for it so i'm excited to hear it'll be like us telling you blow by blow a movie that we watched that you will never get to see the same (laughs) way that we did so i didn't even get to see it i'm actually very jealous (laughs) Um, so i unfortunately started taking notes about 20 minutes in uh samu probably i would guess around the 15 to 17 minute mark lifted up his left arm and placed it on the back of the chair and he just started describing a discomfort in his left shoulder. But then as he raised his arm, he, and this is almost a direct quote, what was nothing started to take shape and color. A pulsing floor merged with mass like a broader version of what planted it. It started taking over vision bottom to top before pushing him from sight. Yeah, uh, that was unexpected. Um, the first handful of minutes, again, just sort of getting situated in... Trying to figure out, all right, is this 
what if this is just the red visuals? What if this is just the white noise? But it did seem as though there was um, sort of a, a top line view almost coming down through atmosphere of sorts. Um, unsure whether it was passing these very large pillars that were, uh, or cords maybe, or trees at some point I described, um, down towards something. Um, and uh, slowed visual effects. Um, I, I hate to use this term because it seems like it's so well inculcated into what we've seen with sci-fi and so forth, but almost the various chapters seeming slightly like a um, planet origin in a sense, or the ways in which something that is nothing then, um, or like a panspermia event almost, where something receives this um, charge and then begins to awaken. Mm -hmm. um, but maybe this was also to just my eyes um, becoming more acclimated to... Um, to that stimulation since, like I said, for the first 40 minutes or so, eyes stayed open. Um, but there were very vague, vague kind of shapes. And then, like uh, Kevin noted, um, became very suddenly aware of it's not feeling entirely comfortable, some sort of strain on the left side, uh, and that I'd been almost sort of guided to change a position of sorts. And then after doing that, then almost immediately... Um, some of the imagery became a little more clear. Um, this was already part of the um, chapter-like kind of experiences of what appears to be um, some non-human form, um, a possible sea floor or forest floor or a terrestrial floor that uh, this um, form or shape is, is, is focused on, but then also sort of raising or elevating itself from seems halfway between um, like a, um, a tower that had these little geodesic domes that were all sprouting out from around it combined with um, something much more um, um, seafaring, not necessarily seafaring, aquatic, there we are, that's the word, where um, these little pods were all being deposited and little um, seed colonies slowly growing and sprouting as this central larger kind of towering shape um, was then wafting itself up a bit like do you know the magna pinna are you familiar with the magna pinna uh -uh. it's um it's jellyfish and uh, it's pretty great big fan um, <laughs> have been for a long time actually wrote a song that okay. was called magna pinna um, in part anyway um it has um powerful long tentacles that are like over 30 feet long or something like this um, and this 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 wide almost umbrella like kind of body that um, can and poof and waft itself up. And it had these very jellyfish-like kind of vibes as it was escaping up out of range of vision. And that was a chapter. And then there was another one where it still seemed like a continuation of this same story, so to speak. Um, there was some slippery sort of tail that was disappearing into a, a crevice or a crevasse. Um, and uh, that repeating also frequently, Kevin May know around when this point was, if this was pre-post-20 or? I would say it took place, uh, when you first mentioned the tale was pre-20 minutes, and then it came back around the 25-minute mark. Okay, yeah. Uh, and that is where it seemed as things started to come back or reprise themselves, that it was almost telling a tale in chapters. Um and then reiterating certain points of saying, all right, 
you've seen this, you've seen this, now this part makes more sense, remember this, here's a callback, that kind of thing. Um, but it was very fluid too, since some of these images would morph rather from something that looked like it was this tail disappearing into numbers. And this is where it got a 17. Bit, 17, uh, whatever that means. Um, but first was trying to figure out, it was looked like one number, was it a one, was it a seven? Um, sort of eventually settled on, I think this is a seven. But then that in turn eventually was transforming or being more revealed to be what appeared to be a side view, almost like an MRI half scan cut laterally of a, um, the upper portion of a human or some sort of humanoid form. And that seven was the upper part of the spinal column, sort of like reaching up to the base of the skull, that kind of thing. Um, and then this is where this human form sort of just standing repeatedly came up to uh, after this burrowing action from the tail having then lifted off and come back down. Hence this notion of, seems to be implying some sort of weird panspermia event or an origin tail of sorts. Um, but those numbers were still kind of part of the fold. There was this face too, as often seems to crop up in these situations. Um, but that interacted in different ways too, since quite early on. Um, that was one of the first things that I saw was a face that would turn and then sort of melt. Uh, hard to distinguish, didn't seem like it had any particularly discernible features. Potentially two faces. Potentially two, that's right, yes. Um, that had this kind of um, conjoined element right behind the ears, so there's two faces that would kind of merge into one and then fold apart again. Uh, and it almost seemed as though, since at some point I started looking around, that I could look around, and maybe this is perhaps when I was making eye, well, helm, goggle, contact, ping pong contact, ping pong contact, ping ball, ping ball, ping pong ball, <laughs> ping contact, yes. <laughs> ping contact uh, with Kevin on the other side of the room. Um, and by turning, it was almost as if I were then manipulating the face, sort of looking at it, moving it hither and yon. Well, you mm. phrased it as if, like, even though you were only moving your head, your hands were still you described it as almost like your hand was on their chin, yeah. sort of moving their head around. Yeah. Oh, th this is when you look directly at Kevin? Yes, the first time. Love <laughs> 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 it for sight. Um, it was almost like almost, almost central, you know, sort of you're just turning a head back and forth and there's this very soft lilt of the head and the, the drape of the neck. It was, mm. wasn't, wasn't guarded or angry or anything like that. It was just very, very soft, very supple. Hmm. Um, didn't stay that way though, I guess. Uh, he may be able to sort of help prompt my memory as to what hmm. happened after yes. that. So you were talking about holding on to the chin and sort of moving the face around. And yeah. then you talked about the twin faces merging together mm -hmm. and the tail and or spinal column sort of facing the same direction of the initial face. Right. And then yeah, yeah. you went directly to uh, the bipedal figure. That the, was yes, the repeatedly up. going up and down. Yeah, it seemed to jump back and forth between um, almost like a side scroller video game slash mm, Egyptian tapestry, where things happen narratively as you move from left to right. Mm -hmm. um, between that and then jumping into frame, as it were, close up, and something that's much more three D. Um, but this bipedal figure constantly standing up and standing up. Um, that was very much in the, the side side view, which seemed at least based on whatever my interpretation is that that was indicating, all right, here's another step in the story, mm. as opposed to grounding me in a specific moment. And you weren't sure if it was either bowing or looking down. Good point, yes. Uh, starting in almost kind of a, a, a worshipful pose, 
something about it seemed to suggest as if it were an actualization or that it was um, that it was awakening of sorts, you know, going mm. from something that was um, uh, that developing consciousness, I guess, or being able to look out and up oh. instead of just down or to be aware. So yeah, like, suggestion of awareness, I guess. Like a like a Kundalini awakening kind of a thing. You're going to have to tell me a little bit more about that. Okay. <laughs> Just do more yoga and you'll know what Kundalini uh, is. Shucks. I only do accidental yoga. Reaching over for something. Yeah. The stretch I'll, feels fantastic. Uh, I'm going to hold this for five minutes. I'm going to call this the heron. <laughs> I'll, uh, yeah, I'll break it down to you later. But uh, continuing on our journey here. Oh, we'll yes. Break down, um, yeah. So just after... Um, the form that was either bowing or looking down, um, you started to get the impression of a bass drum to the base of your neck. Yeah, that was the weird bit. Hence, may I ask it? Well, one of several weird bits, but um, <laughs> that was the first part where sound really became a factor. Mm -hmm. So it's almost sort of, here's the end of Act 1. Now we're entering Act 2. Right. And up to this point, the white noise had been very much white noise. It was clearly coming from either... Uh, Earphone, earphone, is that the right word? Speaker bit. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, quite suddenly, and um, again, all circling around this origin point of the base of the spine, uh, base of the neck, um, there was this kind of sharp report of a bass drum mm -hmm. um, two or three times, uh, but almost entirely without context, didn't seem to be connected to any sort of radio broadcast or some sort of cross-frequency contamination that I reported when we first did this last time. Right. Uh, and then there was more of a centered, um, different frequency of white noise that was also this band that would be changing, and that was very much centered. Uh, it was not part of either left or right. It was very much in the center, mm -hmm. and that would range up and down. Um, at first, I didn't know quite how to describe it, um, but um, yeah, sort of the dialing of a frequency, he may have some verbiage there. Uh, uh, I, tr I tried to write this as well as I could mm -hmm. as I was following along. Uh, white noise changed perceiving another jet on Jets, the two sides, yes, like jet. going up and down like yeah. a stream of air or a vacuum. Mm -hmm. um, as if you have the vacuum cleaner and you're manipulating how much air is coming out at a given time, that kind of thing. Um, wow. Managing the flow, as it were. <laughs> and it felt like a very vertical experience, whereas the left and right noises felt more red. This felt more like white and vertical, um, much more sort of rocket taking off kind of thing. Right. Um, there were no other drums at any point throughout this. It was just that. But definitely some sound points came back that were, I I don't know if there's any way that they'll come through on the, the recording. I really hope they do. Yeah. Um, but those were those those came later. This is there's so much shit to unpack here. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> oh, man. And we haven't gotten. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't gotten to the crazy we'll get part there. yet. Oh my god! Just wait for the square. <laughs> that is not a square. <laughs> the unsquare. The square. It's not a square. Yeah. Oh my god! Okay. It's a horse, but it wasn't a horse. No, there we go. <laughs> it's definitely not a pipe either. Oh, okay. When is a horse not a horse? That's a good question. Of course. <laughs> Was it a pipe? Uh, what, I, what, I, what did I do next, Kevin? <laughs> Funny you asked that. Um, so you said the forms returned, but they were less human. Yeah. And then it was the return of the numbers. 
Uh, seven bending into an angle, potentially one bending to meet the base, trying to form a cube, you said, but right. you could not. Yes, okay, so uh, the square that was not a square. Um, and this is almost where I thought it was over, actually, or at least that I was done with it because this is something that comes up shortly. But So numbers came back, sort of back and forth between the spine bit and the tail bit and the seven bit. Um, um, but then, as I mentioned, there was this, this what, that seven slash human presence, and then to its left, almost an antecedent, there were flashes of this other one that was much more wall-like or um, uh, static. And then the two of them started to interact of sorts and seemed like it was a, a 17, maybe, um, possibly. But then if you think of the, the one that has the, the, the horizontal lower um, beam, um, Right, if you draw one, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, that yep. that was slowly kind of stretching right, and then the top of the seven was slowly stretching left, so that it was working to create a square. Um, but it kept the edges kept meeting and then sort of pushing apart and then dissipating. Um, it did remind me a little bit of a. Um, grilled cheese sandwich that you cut triangular, <laughs> uh, but then it melted. So no sandwich for you. Uh, that was kind of the impression I got and trying to figure out what is this? And um, that was sort of where, I, well then after that it disappeared. I don't know if that was precipitated by more weird white chats, but um, then there was nothing for a while. I might've been quiet for I would honestly say four to five minutes. I was going to guess seven hours, but uh, <laughs> there was nothing, just not seeing anything, not feeling anything, but was very specifically provoked to be thinking about some things. And at this point I'm thinking, all right, how long have I been in here? Uh, these goggles are a little uncomfortable. Make that sort of uncomfortable after this much time. Um, Can I give you the rough quote? Please, yes. Uh, not currently perceiving new things, pondering on the notion of duration of time spent in observation. To designate specific amount of time as arbitrary and counterproductive gives pr impression that our time is an experience. Mm -hmm. I love your, your scientific uh, <laughs> language you use. Yeah. But it, it, the thought that actually occurred to me in this, I don't know, vacuum was I have no idea how long I've been in here. Um, and looking at these numbers that are trying to form a box it isn't a box uh why attempting to make a box that can't box can't box, <laughs> box that can't yeah box. it was it was pretty bad at boxing uh box that won't box. and thus i was thinking why am i trying to box you know why why are we trying to box uh if we were attempting i don't know <laughs> kevin isn't sure why that's a much better joke if you know what kevin does um it seems that if we we're attempting to um pierce the veil as it were mm. and to step outside of time space and human experience why well, say all right you're going down for 15 minutes you are almost seems like you're setting yourself up to fail so this is somewhat i was thinking about what these numbers right. were okay. and that if you're going to go in go in and then let whatever is going to happen happen and if the story's done then there's nothing more for you that session maybe it's time for you to go away or maybe you just have to yeah. wait for something to happen hence at that point in the middle of whatever this intermission was, which I didn't realize was intermission at the time. I almost said, all right, I think that's all. I think I'm done. I think there's nothing more for me to see here. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just kind of filling some dead space. 
Um, and that was it. Um, but then I wasn't. So that was also in itself kind of a, a I don't want to say lesson, but indicator that mm. um, not binding yourself to a specific time frame or limit mm. is good, but still had the impression that you can get more out of it um, when you do take a longer period of time. Just don't expect it to be the same tenor or level of energy or general goodness vibes mm. that you were maybe previously experiencing. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Not to, again, shackle us to box, but around what time frame, time stamp was this? I would say that this was probably approaching the 40-minute mark. You need to hire a stenographer. Like yeah, that. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> again, you recorded it, hopefully. So. Yeah, it's, it's recorded. So. Right. Um, um, that was probably around the time, I think, where having had my eyes open for the duration, decided to... Oh, no, no, that's not right. No, no, no. no. That's the Sentinel character. Yes, uh, face returns, but cannot be moved any longer. That's right, yeah. That was interesting. Um, since previously, I felt as though I'd had, I don't know, sort of an influence, I guess, hmm. or could try to, um, could understand some of why what I was seeing was maybe just, all right, blood vessels doing these things, or mm -hmm. the if you look up, it causes the mask to sit this way. Um and everything um, was still very suffused with red and, and kind of vague black outlines. Um, uh, but it was curious that after this period of time, kind of waiting and waiting, and just about bailing, that the face came back. Um, but it didn't have that same sort of 3D handling. Like when you take a 3D picture, well, I don't do this, but when people take 3D pictures and they move their phone around so that as you look at it and you scroll, you can see it sort of move along this 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 almost curvature of the mm. photo yeah that's what it used to be but now as i was trying to do the same thing like oh welcome back friendo um didn't work and it felt as though i were in a much more static position now below it sort of as if it were maybe about mm, a f well this thing could have been huge it seemed like it was but was in very close proximity to its upper sternum looking up at it and as it was looking out. And that I think is where the quote had the impression that it may be her for forever. Mm. Um, was gazing off into something. And that's when you closed your eyes for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Ever in my life. Um, yes. Uh, and that's definitely where things went a little more off the rails. Um, I don't know why I did. I think had well hadn't done it yet and i knew that i'd done that last time um but also had the impression that now that this I don't know, the, the 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 term sentinel comes to mind or i was also thinking of the colossus of Rhodes, some sort of um large guardian um that people look up at and see it looking out on something else might wonder what is it looking at you know uh and <laughs> that uh, at that point, so sick. Took let's 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 see what happens. And at that point, close my eyes. And then it seems to have been sort of sucked into maybe what it was looking at. Uh, total color palette shift, um, and became much more vivid, 
imagery which, with much firmer outlines. Um, certainly not as episodic, a little more fractured. Uh, yeah, do you have any early, early comments on this? I cannot wait to read this. Um, <laughs> so he's looking at the perspective of the person and a dark purple sky that's moving and zooming in from the sky is images of large romanticized portraits of predatory animals. Yep. Uh, notably, a leopard, a lion, a falcon, an owl, and a wolf. Mm-hmm. Just zooming in from this sort of like channel uh, towards the camera lens, so to speak, uh, not moving, but very distinctly kind of menacing, unpleasant, mm. and all with this these heavy dark lines surrounded by this kind of purple um, and very dusky dark uh, backdrop. All right. Um, I think we're going to take a break right there. I think because you're giving listeners a whiplash with all the, <laughs> <laughs> with all the things. You thought it was I'm calm, getting whiplash. but it wasn't. <laughs> it's insane. So we're going to take a little break. Um, and when we come back, we're going to have more tales from Samu's trip. The pyramid. Ready. Okay. And we're back. Where do we leave off on uh, Kevin? Anchor. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> welcome back. Thank, thank you, Anchor. Yeah. So uh, Samu had recently closed his eyes and the skies parted and the sort of leopard, lion, falcon, owl, wolf started, there are the images of started sort of coming through whatever the sky, the purple sky was. Yes. Um, zooming in sequence. Um, and was trying to, you know, almost in real time, figure out what this meant. Um, I believe you said that. Uh, that's true. I think I did. Yes, yeah. you did. And my impression was that it was a, a general indication of um, different kinds of predators, and perhaps mm-hmm. even apex predators, uh, that if in this construct of this colossus or sentinel large guardian thing, entity um, might potentially be looking out for such like. And um, not that it would explicitly be uh, an owl that was flying in from outer space to because um, that's what do, I was envisioning do battle. <laughs> that's why I got so stoked. If maybe it were, then fantastic. Uh, but if anything, it felt as though it was more trying to indicate. Um, my guess is that here's something relatable, right? Uh, what I might understand a threat to look like, if that makes sense. But it didn't feel personally threatening. Um, it's more of kind of. Uh, Observing, yeah, uh, just observing. Um, I did want to dial back a bit too to touch on, since last time the only other um, changes of experience would have been partway through was given a, a Hammerheart beer, which aside from just being delicious, did sort of change the color spectrum a bit. But in this situation, there were two different um, herbs that were lit, right? And yes. Kevin was the, the, the master of those. What was it, uh, the mug, mugwort? Mugwort. Mugwort, yep. yes. So that's, around, that's the one, yeah. I would say around roughly the 30-minute mark, not long after you sort of dropped your arm down, and it was around the time where you the face appeared and you felt like you were able to manipulate the face itself yep. and sort of move it around, and the realization that it could potentially be two faces merged together was mm-hmm. around when the mugwort came in. All right. Mm-hmm. Um. And I should also note that 
um, after dropping the arm back down, it didn't feel like it had felt before. Um, it was fine. So I don't know. It seemed that there was um, some just kind of indicator. And I, I still think that there's a lot to be said for this project and where it exists in space, uh, mm -hmm. just in terms of physical space, how you might be sitting where your hands are, just if you are trying to particularly align yourself within yourself or if there's something else outside of yourself that you're trying to align with, regardless of whether, again, I'm not fully myself invested into whether that exists, but mm -hmm. in terms of how you feel that it exists and how that then positions you to be more open-minded. I still want to do one of these uh, on the equinox directly adjacent to a large body of water at, I don't know, midnight or something. That seems like it'd be particularly aligned for channel exchange if that's Gensel sort of files live on the equinox when is the when is the equinox uh it's the same time pretty much every year and mm. there's one in september and there's okay. one in march uh, usually right on the 21st mm. and then of course the solstice solstices those might also do it do you uh, remember yeah solstice dates no the 21st night of september oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> watching that one quick with the jokes there thank yeah, you thank kevin's you. got it um, but it's the anyway, Oktoberfest. <laughs> uh, that um, yes, from Metropolitan. Um, anyway, uh, so uh, those are two things that also were kind of on my mind. And then there was another herb that came up at some point too that he will be able to speak to. But, there was um, uh, sage and mugwort right. was in there. So I, I told uh, Kevin, uh, mugwort is for fun. Sage is for um, evil. Yeah. Uh, so evil in the sense times. of what? How do you mean? Well, if if there is like a, a an entity or a spirit that is like doing something to you, getting in your space, getting too close to you, doing something that makes you uncomfortable, that's when you would bust out sage, and then it would back off. So I was not doing that calculation. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Okay, I should maybe I should explain well, a little it, bit further. Well, that was the thing. It it did not seem like. There were moments of where I presumed just from being in the room with him, maybe like discomfort mm. or like a mm -hmm. weird interaction, but it never seemed to be something that would like take you out of it or really push you away from what was happening. So I was never, there was never a moment where I felt like, all right, time for Sage. Sure. Uh, I, I don't remember exactly when this landed, but the end of the experience was distinctly more vivid um it was around when you closed your eyes so yes. it was nearing that final fourth of the okay yeah. which i felt was almost as long as the entire first half but evidently it was only 15 minutes or so uh and i believe it was after the sage that actually more than negative so to speak elements started cropping up oh so after the sage so he saged and then they came back once the sage was it wasn't even coming back. These were totally new. Yes. New, yes, yes, yes. new bits. Um, mm. So having observed this, um, this sort of parade of predators, uh, those then eventually went away and things were kind of vague for a, a spell. But then I'd, I'd had this very, very brief um, just internal flash. It wasn't even what it felt like it was looking at, just sort of um, an image that that appeared um, slightly dynamic and that it felt like it was a glimpse of something over the course of a few seconds, mm -hmm. not just a picture of something. Um, but it happened sort of out of nowhere instead of this chapter-like uh, procession from piece to piece that I had previously been experiencing and was 
um, much more clearly delineated, much more vivid, um, much more um, grounded, I guess. Um, instead of seeing vague forms that looked like maybe this, it was um, searing imagery that I could, if I were particularly adept at drawing, could draw and know exactly what it looked like. Mm -hmm. um, and that didn't have a lot of context, but then maybe it did because I'm still trying to piece it together. But mm -hmm. um, he might have some wording to sort of frame this with since I don't really even know where to begin to, well, to attack I mean, it. Yeah, uh, we'll continue on with, with uh, Kevin's notes in a second. But real quick, I just want to ask you a question. Does, sure. does, does any of this... Did any of it make sense? Or was it all just a big enigma? Was it a big puzzle? I could create a narrative around this if I were to if I were to think about what is the what is the, the so called message here. Right. Um mm. it seemed like there were distinctly two sides to this story. Uh one with eyes open, one with eyes closed, one more red shift, one more purple slash blue shift, one more um uh, one more res responsive, dyadic, engaged, um, uh, not necessarily humanist, but somehow um, organic origin, uh, ancient, mm. um, intimate, if I haven't used the word already. And the other side of this was much more um, uh, convoluted, antagonistic, um, brutal, even um, threatening, hmm. uh, conflict-oriented, or things working against. I described previously. I was watching things happen from left to right, <laughs> and this time it was much more like zooming straight in. Um, sonically, was very aggressive. Weird. Uh, and yeah, the last fourth, you yeah. definitely had a lot more to say about what it was auditorially yeah mm. uh i don't know whether this is in your kevin went to get a beer gap but <laughs> did you Let at any point witness um since there, there, i think most of my movements were very deliberate but there were certain points where they were not did you witness anything that seemed like a, a just sort of a start or a shock or a, an, an unexpected like, there is quite literally in my notes after these sort of predatory animals appeared i made note of you resettling in your chair mm. sort of like making like an aggressive shift and then sort of settling back in was sort of the next thing that was of note to me to put down yeah that um and then after that i got the beer but oh okay I think <laughs> no, i'm missed. kidding i got i got notes for the next few minutes as you explained what was going on but yeah there was i made complete note of what seemed to me you resettling in the chair but it may have been a jolt to you being in that moment indeed yeah uh particularly at least the first time so Visually, this, this, this very vivid piece, which I'll touch on in a moment, um, came up, but then it went away, and then there was this gap in visual elements, but then sound came back, and that kind of re-sparking of that central, more white, vertical kind of um, um, thunderous sort of tone. And, well, I guess I should describe the, vi the image, since it, it plays into this. I believe that the sound came after this. Yes, it did. The image did look like something out of some bizarre dystopian future world um, and was decidedly not friendly. I was not, I wouldn't say observed at this moment. This was kind of just a flash look at something. Mm -hmm. But um, it was 
of a, a body, um, a, a bipedal body, much as the others were, but mm-hmm. both the ends of its arms and its head were ensnared, obscured, encased in this, this, this almost pasta-like kind of web of, of cables and snares and tentacles, s- tentacles and mm. um, and tubes and sensors. It was it was very uh, webbing. Um, it was very very technological, but at the same time. The place in which this was happening, this this uh, this this vast kind of cavernous expanse, looked as though it was almost hewn out of rock, subterranean. But at the same time, all the walls were covered with these tiny little, um, almost um, microbial balls of of green and orange. I think they were that hmm. uh, looked green um, and blue. Blue. Thank would, you. Would this be uh, like biomechanical? Is this like a mix between something in that vein? Okay. Is the impression that I was getting right. And do you mind if I jump in with the notes? Please, yeah, you've the got, the, you've got the yeah. details. Um, so it was um, the impression of a vivid image of flesh tones and bodies, multiple, that were muscled and hard to tell entirely if humanoid. Their head was engulfed in cables, tubes, or potentially wired helmets and arms fused that could not be moved. Hmm. Yeah, uh, as if there were these, these uh, apparatuses, apparati? Uh, hippopotamuses that were <laughs> that were um, connected to the, the the roofs or the the walls of this chamber, and mm-hmm. it was almost as if both arms and the head had been plugged into these these modules, and it mm-hmm. was it was a contested um, relationship. It's not like they were, say, for instance, in the Gansfeld, where you'd tape some little chopped up bits on your face and then mm-hmm. um, sit quietly in a chair. It was it was. Um, Almost sort of combating it, and very like hyper muscled, um, just veins bulging, very almost gladiatorial. Um, seemed like it was a large presence too, not as large as what that sort of sentinel colossus had been, but perhaps about twenty feet tall, something. Um, and also had this kind of impression that even though not being able to see the, the head of this thing, it seemed perhaps. I had some just knowing that it was something like a minotaur or some not entirely purely human kind of creature. Mm-hmm. Certainly from its physicality was not. Um, and that image, yeah, was extraordinarily vivid and unlike yeah. anything. And I also at the same time didn't really feel like I saw it. It felt as though it was somehow a state, a flash that existed somewhere between the optic nerve and um, And this whatever. was post-Sage. Yeah. This was post-Sage. not long after Sage. Mm. Yeah. These these beings that were connected to these um, mechanical devices, it was, uh, did you get the sense that these beings were, it was of their own choice? No, no, like that contested is what I'd it say. Was, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, it they was were an, an forced unhappy, to be in there. unhappy situation. Or even mm-hmm. if they they were of this, didn't feel like it was an enslavement situation, but more of if they were of this landscape that it was still a very contentious kind of gauntlet to, to deal with. Like they they were forced into this space and then hooked up these machines or against their even will. if they chose to do it it was still a very unpleasant experience L- okay i didn't quite get the sense that there didn't seem to be any any taskmasters around there was nobody but these bodies and uh, it almost again felt like it was something that was fated or that they were obliged to do or knew that needed to happen or was part of the process by which they 
did what they did. Uh, there definitely seemed to be a connection between these bodies and those that parade of those predators that was mm. flashing towards whatever that sentinel presence was. Uh, was this a type of hibernation, or were they operating something? Active. Um, ap- operating unsure, mm-hmm. but then I think in the timeline of where this goes, and I could be corrected here if I'm inaccurate, um, when that vanished, there was a period of silence because this is where... Well, I was silent, but this is where some of the the particularly uh, unpleasant noise bits were showing up. Oh, oh, this is fantastic because okay. um, after the electric, the muscles covered in green, play, pale, kind of blue sears. Um, next, uh, Kevin goes for a beer. What happened? <laughs> when you when you no, walked away? No, but honestly, actually, it turns out that was perfect timing because it literally is what you framed. I went to grab a beer, and then I came back, and those noises happened. So they happened as you were returning? When I returned and I sat back down, there yeah. was soaring, a, as you phrased it, a searing central noise, intense, getting closer but stopped yeah. and then potentially retreated. Yeah, okay. Um, so this is why I asked at the very beginning about what app is this for your white noise? Because it was very clearly not white noise. It was these aggressive, sharp stabs of sound that were, I think I described it as, um, you, you, like for Foley effects when you'll shake a sheet of aluminum to create thunder. Have you seen that before? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that, yeah. Uh, that or heavily distorted um, uh, growling or uh, or shouting. Um, Highly distorted roaring. Roaring, yeah. Uh, it could have been the combination of um, all those preceding creatures that sounded a bit like a lion or a bit like the screech of an owl or potentially just oh. the, the screaming of a human. And the predators was, come back. It was very specific, repeated at intervals, not intervals like it would just be a pulse of some little, um, I don't know, Cessna plane flying overhead or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like jarring and very abrupt. Uh, and that's like there were, there were just physical recoil moments mm-hmm. um, and total full body tingles. And it would continue kind of in the background, morphing from these more bestial to, to more human to more mechanical kinds of sounds. And this was largely without any sort of visual element that had passed, but it seemed like it was very much connected to those previous two experiences. Oh and God. haven't experienced, obviously, only done this twice, but that was. Um, the most startling. This prior image did look like a techno hellscape from the year forty thirty-seven. Uh, it, was, it was really terrible. But I was uh, just envisioning like the Matrix when they find out that they were all plugged into the machines in those pods. It, it, it's a bit like that, but mix that with I don't know if if they weren't techno bots, but rather like sentient space spiders or something that were all. On a, of a different kind of trajectory, and then Jeez. of course, yes. and then the noises. That was when there was no particular visual element, and it felt very directed, very targeted, going from audible um, to like imminent. And uh, John, in the past, and you have both asked about: mm. Does this feel like it's something that's trying to say go away, or that is being aggressive or raising yeah. tackles? And at one point, I think it's something like it, it sounds almost like the the aggravated exhalations of some like massive. Um, predatory cat and 
like uh, like a warning exhalation it definitely or? had that that vibe yeah Ooh. just very aggressive just bristling and like a snort like uh, you know. uh feral just feral yeah it was that was pretty wild i didn't expect oh, it to wow. dive into that so sort of thing james Holy the shit. lion the lion from when you and i most recently did oh yeah i had a tiger a space tiger I experienced it. No, it, it was a lion. It was a lion or a tiger. I, I think it was a lion. Yeah. But was it also last a bear? Time. <laughs> Definitely wasn't a bear. John saw a bear. Uh, it was a lion, a witch, and a wardrobe. That's right. <laughs> yes. I, we were almost in a wardrobe. There. I, I did see a lion. Um, I saw this um, spinal column in the last session that me and me and Kevin did. Huh. Um, <laughs> he mentioned it. And then there was the pyramid. I, I saw a uh, black obsidian like uh, pyramid. Um, I was looking over, and it, this this pyramid. I got the sense that it was this meeting place. Okay. So I don't think you've told me about the pyramid. I'm hoping you haven't. No, I think I don't think I did. No, I don't think I told um, you about that because and this actually lines up really well that this come up because you, the sound faded after a few minutes. Mm-hmm. You were actually hearing these sort of pulsating roars. I guess we'll call them, and then it kind of went to dusk. Yeah. And then I have it in all caps with an exclamation point, pyramid. <laughs> because you just drop like, I see like a triangle or a pyramid or something. And I just went, holy shit. Yes. Yeah. It did. It did. So after that faded, there was a brief intermission of, I guess, some sort of backing off where I'm out of that space uh, and into a different mm, field of vision, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was this pulsing still in that, that purple, black, white um, mix of a, a, a small triangle, which then waxed and grew and continued to sort of burnish itself until it looked as though, um, again, sort of having zoomed out from being underground, that it was indeed a pyramid-like structure, mm. which almost immediately flashed with this, this, this as I described it, almost a, um, a Ferris wheel, yes. uh, with these different forms that were each in one uh, affixed to one part of it, almost as if to suggest that there are these many different entities who are buried or locked within the, the undergirding spectrum of this pyramid place, uh, doing science stuff. I don't know. <laughs> War stuff. I don't know. Techno babble stuff. And that's unfortunately where the hour went. Just about. But yeah. what I was getting excited about, because he mentioned the pyramid, and then he referenced after it's like he's finally feeling like he's outside of the pyramid, as if he had been in the pyramid. Mm-hmm. And yeah. after James's and I's last session, I just started freaking out about he was in the pyramid. pyramid yeah, he was in the pyramid. Yeah, I never, I never went in the pyramid. I was outside the pyramid. I had felt like it was inside the pyramid. It was definitely a place where things were connected. It didn't look like there was a council or any sort of. I don't know, um, um, Congress, it was much more of, if there were connectivity was because like their hands and their heads were fused into this biomechanical overlord thing that maybe was pyramid shaped, who knows. But it did look very much as though, or it felt very much as though I had been shot out of or barked out of or roared away from whatever that interior space was. It was oh. us observing it from the outside. And one thing I didn't say, because I didn't really get a particularly clear enough sense of this, but kind of flashing between 
these earlier parts right around that kind of carousel or ferris wheel there did seem to appear two other faces one of which was itself somewhat triangular um but this is before the pyramid and very shadowed dusky kind of hooded seemed to be somewhat in the the the, the trope of the old wizard man with the, the beard and the scowling face and the eyes sort of dark sorcerer elements mm-hmm. um but that could have just been kind of tricks of whatever the segue was that I was getting to. The next one, though, that was that was so brief that I didn't really even have time to comment on it. But um, it, the pyramid, and the Ferris wheel all sort of uh, snap, snap, snap together. And this was of a woman's face that was uh, painted white with black sort of undulating and... Um, stripes down her eyes mm. with this tied up sort of majestic quaff of black hair um, and black lips and uh, no perceivable iris or pupils mm. um, and was so like a tribal paint kind of it felt a little less I don't know um well, we didn't even talk about the, the the river and the dried up river and then the waterbed that didn't turn. Yeah, so that, I guess we missed that entire. <laughs> I, I feel like that was early on. It too. was early. I, I do not have early. many notes on that, unfortunately. It was, but it was yes. early. Sure. Um, fortunately, this was all recorded, so can, yeah. I can just go listen back to yeah. that part. But um, it felt almost as if it were. Actually, now that I think about it, yep. So at one point early on, this is when in the more positive red left to right kind of piece, uh, at one point, there was this look down through a window towards what it was like a, this, this, this massive roaring river, almost an Amazonian kind of um, energy that was still very vital and, and positive. It didn't feel as though it were um, threatening. Um, but when that left, it seemed that there was a, a dried up riverbed, that there was where this river had been, um, but totally vacant. And still mm-hmm. some of the, if you look down at a a dry delta riverbed and you see the the, the 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 wending of the the, the rivers or where it was it looks almost snake like um, that was what it looked like just painted from um, just inside either temple down across the eyes over the cheekbones down to either side of the um, just interior of the jaw uh, but that was again like half of a second of a, a flash but it was again extraordinarily vivid um, and was indeed very much in the same vein, almost exactly like what those dried up river bits had looked like. Uh, I probably am missing some things. Uh, is there anything else in the in the notes there, Ken? Let's see. That uh, you missed? I mean, we kind of we went kind of piece by piece. Like mm-hmm. the only thing that we may have touched on when we talked in the first half, and I may be misremembering, was sort of like the large figure that was ever present it was a tail but it became a vertebrae was sort of the thing yeah that actually that is one point that i'll miss too so much as there was this oh that's interesting so much as there was this notion of towards the end observing the sentinel and then closing eyes and seeing through the sentinel's eyes earlier on if this was sort of the version 1.0 sentinel that i was able to manipulate with the sort of hand on the chin there are also at some point felt from the right side this this press, like a hand that was almost caressing the side of my face, which was almost 
kind of bouncing back and forth with the times that I would have been seeing that face. So this this inside outside experience, I suppose, was happening more or less from the very start. And you said early on that it felt like there was something there influencing where you were looking. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, so something wants you. It's letting you look at certain things, but not other things. No, not that. I know we touched no? nothing before about this is veiled, this is not veiled. This is more mm. of just a have a gander over this direction, kind of a bit oh. of a nudge. Not so much of don't look at this over here, but rather, all right, um, there's a lot happening or there's not a lot happening where you are if you look over here. Sort of right. how you took its chin. Exactly. It may have taken your chin. Right. And <laughs> or maybe I took my own chin. <laughs> Samu God, was looking at Samu. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, when, when you were first describing this at the beginning of the episode, I think it, a thought popped in my head was like maybe something gave you like a zip file, you mm. know, and said, here you go. And then you sort of unpacked it, uh, all that stuff. And it kind of felt almost like a like Voyager. You know how we had this... Um, information that we put on Voyager and the, and the golden plate and the, you know mm-hmm. all that stuff. It just basically explains what humans are, where we are in the universe, and yeah. what we look like. That kind of thing was all just into this, you know, little bit of information we sent that out there. So it, it, that's what it sounded like to me. Um, but I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't there. I wasn't in the chair. It, so it does I sort mean. of make sense. Yeah, it does sound a little bit like that. I didn't want to. I didn't want to jump into that too much because. In a sense, that does kind of feel cliched, mm, but at right. the same time, if you're going to make overtures to something else, you might want to start with something that everybody knows, which is kind of the definition of cliche, I guess. Um, the the odd part, um, since if I had bailed after the first part of the box, the camp box, I would have thought, all right, well, that was fun, but particularly the other part that was a completely different, unexpected, and yeah, jarring, and um, not through the channels that I'd previously experienced too. It didn't feel like it was coming organically from white noise or through eyes. It was just sort of a something that was um, hammer crack pop up and then disappear, and these um, fractured flashes. Um, but those again were much, much more vivid. Uh, the other parts I'm sure will fade before long, but those, those, those latter images, um, yeah, it's harder to, harder to imagine those floating away anytime soon. Wow. Um, okay. Was that, that's everything that we covered there? Kev? <laughs> I guess we'll have to listen back and find out, but I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> we will, um, before, uh, we go back to Kevin. Oh, I will have the, the full recording on this episode. So everybody listening will be able to listen to uh, Samu's session um, that he did. Um, so yeah, back to Kevin. Back to you. Thanks. Um, <laughs> no, I, I believe we mostly touched on everything that I was at least able to get notes on. It was, for this being the first time, it was an hour just kind of sitting there and observing and taking notes and taking it all in. Mm. Now that I'm thinking back on it, it didn't feel like an hour to me either. No. Did it feel like 37 minutes? Uh, it was... I, it, I'm really trying to put a timestamp in my brain. I don't know if I can put a timestamp in, but it felt like time was moving much quicker. Mm-hmm. Or it... it 
even for me, just only being a person observing and taking notes, it just sort of felt like, wow, this sort of breezed through very quickly. There's a lot of fascinating things happening and there's a lot of long pauses, but also have I been here for only 30 minutes? Mm -hmm. Like I, the only thing that made me realize that time was changing was a clock, which is how life works. But Mm -hmm. it sort of like felt like innately in that moment. Damn, this is, this is weirdly, time is not the same while he's doing this as it was sitting here recording Mm. this. Would you want to do an hour yourself? Now, yes. Mm. Yeah, now that it's, Pioneer. It's, it's cool, do you? Right. <laughs> now that the maiden voyage <laughs> yes. has been successfully well, completed. I'm a little scared now to do an hour. So, yeah, I'll, I'll do an hour. Uh, if the last um, 15 minutes end up the same way they did for me, then that's, 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 uh, it's different. different. Different terrain. Yeah, I feel like... got to close your eyes to see. Just, close your eyes to see. Yeah. Right. I think actually we sort of touched on that close last time I did this too, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's a callback, good callback. Yeah, I, I think it, it also helps for me if I see something that I don't like or I see something scary that frightens me. I just, I just stay the course and I just explain in detail what it is and that can kind of ground me to earth and um, that helps me from being like, ah, nope, and then just you know closing the session and be like, ah, I don't want to do it. Are you able to describe it as it's happening? Since I find that mm-hmm. as soon as I start saying anything that much of what is happening retreats. That that does happen to me um, because something will be like in the periphery over here, and then I'm like, if it stays in the periphery, I'm like, okay, I kind of see this shape. That's why I describe it in 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 small pieces. I'm like, it's large, it's tall, it's uh, it's it's round, it's red, it's this. So I try to easily describe your words, um, and and other times I'm able to, you know, do that live. Other times it's like a flash, and then I have to. It comes in and then it's gone. And I'm like, okay, well, that was a lion, I think. And it had more this quantum kind of that by thing. observing it, it obliges yeah. it to be something other than what it initially was. Or Schrodinger's cat. Don't kill the cat. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just like Schrodinger never like had a, a cat. <laughs> what did he have? And why was it a cat instead of something else? I don't know. It was in a box. You did not look at Schrodinger's cat. Is a box, not so a box. you were not responsible for killing it. At least it was that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Sometimes it's it just it's a it's a blip, and then I have to unpack the blip. You know. Yes. Deblip it. Unblip mm. it. Unblip it. Huh. Yeah. Don't box it. Don't right, box so. it. Yeah. I, I kind of I was getting the sense of. But like, can it box? Is the box can't box? The box can't box. My You're, impression is that the the big. Um, uh, muscled, whatever sort of insuckled is that a word? Insuckled, yeah. <laughs> Their appendages were insuckled by something. Um, they yeah. could definitely box. Um, <laughs> I think uh, probably now is a good time to end. There was a lot that we just covered there. Of course, Samu was in there for an hour. Uh, Samu, I would like to get you back on another episode just to do an analysis of this. Two hours. <laughs> He wants to go for two hours. Someone's going to go in for 24 hours. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would like, I, I have to listen to the recording as well. Um, and then I'm going to take some notes and then I'm going to ask you like specifically 
what the heck this was. So, um, but also John has been cooking for about 30 minutes now. Ooh. Um, he's been in the Gensfeld, so uh, we got to go pull him Did out. we preset the oven or has he just been cooking <laughs> straight up? I he's think he's on max fire mode. Yeah. And just I just broiler on complete rage. He's been quiet for the past 10 minutes. So well, I I'm kind of nervous. He's probably naked asleep on the floor. <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> well, so are the three of us. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't, we're all naked here um but yeah i think that's that's what we're end um and then when we come back it'll i'm just gonna make it a new episode and we'll do a breakdown with john um by that time our sandwiches will probably be here um so yeah that'll be it thank you again kevin for coming on the show shout out adventure champs uh adventure champ yeah when kevin is not uh, exploring the universe he is playing D on adventure champs check out his podcast on all streaming platforms all streaming platforms where we get your podcast check out adventure champs um samu thank you again for coming on the show happy to do it yep all right let's go pull john out of the universe anchor <laughs> thank you anchor <laughs> all right